I, I wanted to just keep pushing through and ignore my ailments because I was important. I needed to take care of these people. And, and then that thought hit me. What am I role modeling to them? And will this cause them to, to repeat what I'm doing? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hera's Journey, your weekly fix of personal transformation hero journey stories from the Soul Sisters perspective. If that soundbite got your attention, this episode holds many more insights about self-care and the mind-body connection. Joining me this week is Colette Gavreau. Colette has been exploring and enjoying the benefits of the mind-body connection for over 30 years. Her personal exploration of yoga led her to complete yoga teacher training in 2003 after the birth of her second child. Colette is also certified coach of ENLP, who works specifically with the unconscious mind and specializes in helping her clients overcome their chronic conditions. She is passionate about her work because she has used these same tools and techniques to overcome her own chronic health issues. In this episode, Colette shares her health journey and discovering and harnessing the power of your breath. This is a timely message as we are in the holiday season and hopefully taking time off to rest and recharge. Now, on to a fabulous discussion with Colette. Enjoy. Welcome, Colette. Hello, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. It's so lovely to have you. So how are you doing on this wintry day in Ontario? I'm great. I'm feeling great these days. Thank you. Good, good. Yeah. So I'm here today to talk to you a bit about how powerful the mind-body connection is, really, Mm -hmm. when it comes to our physical uh, health, and also how our unconscious mind and the beliefs that we hold there really uh, steer the direction of our lives. And I guess how I I discovered that the hard way and the long way. So as you mentioned, I've been working with the mind-body connection for over 30 years, and I was drawn to yoga in my early 20s because I suffered from anxiety and mild depression, uh, just just a struggle sometimes with with managing life. And I uh, found a lot of uh, benefits from the breath work and and the mind-body work that I got there. And so that was all wonderful and helped me manage my life. In 2003, I decided to deepen my knowledge of it and, and do my yoga teacher training because I wanted a career change. When Nicholas was born, I could see how an hour and a half commute each day was really going to have an impact on on family life. So I thought I need a career change. So I did that. And I was fortunate that the full-time job I had at the time working for a summer camp, they replaced me with someone who didn't have my financial credentials. And so I became a contract bookkeeper at the same time. So I had this hybrid career going, which was wonderful. It allowed me to be home with my kids. And, and that's sort of where the mind-body connection uh, was going on. But at the same time, these health issues that had sort of bothered me from a, a child, really sort of irritable bowel and upset tummy, sort of nervous tummy, which I'm sure is all related to the anxiety and, and stuff, but that I never spoke about. Because back mm-hmm. then, you just didn't say you were struggling. It wasn't a thing, or at least I didn't think it was. So... I started to manifest illnesses and I, you know, in my thirties with, with the kids, I had two C-sections. So those were my first two abdominal surgeries. I had uh, polyps removed in my forties and then the lumpectomy came at 46. Um, And that was incredibly scary when you're a mom. So all of these sort of mind body work 
that I was mm-hmm. doing and I felt reasonably healthy, I was still manifesting illness. And I started to sort of make a connection there. Now, at this point, I want to go back a bit to the unconscious beliefs. Yes. Because growing up, there's a statement I heard over and over again. And that is that my maternal grandmother and all of her siblings died of breast cancer. And that it skips a generation. Right. And so it didn't take me long to figure out, okay, skips a generation. Hang on. That means mom's safe, but me and my sister are kind of screwed, which isn't necessarily true. It was something right. that I, I guess my mother had read. So I made that connection with the lumpectomy. I'm like, you know, am I, am I playing into this in, in some degree? So I'm grateful for the surgeons who removed the lump. It was precancerous. So I was safe there and I kind of continued on. But three years later, I had to have a full hysterectomy uh, because I had a cantaloupe sized fibroids on my uterus. So once again, this cycle of sort of illness is, is just continuing. And so I I thought, you know what, this is my wake up call. There's something going on here at 50 at 49. This is my fifth surgery, Mm -hmm. third abdominal surgery. There's got to be something more that I can do. The hysterectomy took away a lot of my physical symptoms, but I still had the stomach issues. So I had a, a gastroenteritis. They went down my throat with a tube. Right, right. <laughs> and, um, and that doctor said, you know, there's nothing you can do about your stomach. And that's really where I started my journey of I'm not buying this. Mm-hmm. I'm 50 years old. I don't want to be in pain the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I went to see a naturopath. And I went to see an acupuncturist and I was making radical changes to my diet. And all of this stuff was really, really challenging. Mm -hmm. I was really struggling to make the food changes and so on. And so my acupuncturist said, have you ever considered coaching? And I thought, I don't know what they're going to do for me. But at this point, I was willing to try anything. And I had a a ton of respect for her. So I did. And this this wonderful lady was trained in the unconscious mind. Uh, and she identified in three sessions, a trauma that I had repressed. And it had come up for me in my teenage years, and I had done some therapy around it and thought I was okay with it. Mm. But the truth is, it had a bunch of negative emotions and mm-hmm. decisions that I had made around that similar to the decision that I was doomed to have cancer because I just right. heard it. And so that really was the pivotal moment in my, in my healing journey, if you will, uh, where I started to feel a lot better because I, I went into a deep dive into my unconscious mind. After I worked with that particular coach, I was so curious uh, mm-hmm. that I took the training myself and uh, in that journey met you and, mm-hmm. and had some, some uh, sessions with you, quantum change process sessions, which right. were phenomenal. And uh, really solidified for me that I, I was going to go all the way and do all the training. So um, that's sort of my journey of understanding really the, that looking into my unconscious mind and seeing mm-hmm. what is there, acknowledging it and sort of dismantling it if it's not serving me is A, a possibility um, and, and B, is incredibly uh, healthy in, in ridding us of sort of the root causes of our diseases, right? Yeah. So first of all, congratulations on that, that journey. <laughs> um, and, and there's so much to unpack there, but before we do, where are you now in, in your, in your health journey? I feel healthier at 54 years old than I ever have in my entire life. Ever. Amazing. Um, I, and I, I, I teach some online workshops that help people with some of the key things that I've mm-hmm. done. And I say, I feel like I'm 
driving the bus now and I have a roadmap, mm-hmm. right? We're, we come into this life and we sort of just move through it as travelers and we're not necessarily given the, the rules of the game or the tools. Yes. And, and so I feel equipped now. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And you're yeah, doing the thing that they said that I couldn't cure with my stomach. I guess technically right. it's still there, but I live symptom free 90% of the time Look when I that. suffer, I know I'm suffering because I've broken the rules. I've, I've eaten a food that I shouldn't or something like that. Right. But look at that, right. Tremendous, um, tremendous movement forward in your health practices as well, in terms of everything that you're doing now and how you're helping others in the same arena, the concept of holistic health, mind, body, et cetera. And, um, but really looking into anyone listening that that's not aware and anyone listening to this podcast, has, has heard over, you know, the, the episodes that we've had so far about the unconscious mind. And um, if you're curious, you know, um, it's really looking at how, when, when we think about the conscious and unconscious and what that means, a lot of people may, may have heard the term subconscious, but not necessarily unconscious. So when we look at what that means, conscious mind is from your, your head up, right? And, and mm-hmm. is, is, you know, you looking out at the world, observing and interacting the world unconscious think of it as you know the rest of you like maybe from your neck down so 90% of you is really unconscious and that's where all of the the learnings the experiences the memories the emotions every single moment in your life is stored and sealed the good the bad mm-hmm. and the ugly and what we do as coaches is really through uh, mind body techniques get into the root cause so think of three layers. You have your presenting problem, then you have your issue, then it's the root cause. And what Colette's speaking about is how she was able to get into, tap into the root cause by working with the coaches to understand and explore what's the driver behind the behavior, right? Or the illness. Now that's deep exploratory work. And, and I think I know that the reason for your success in this space is because as a client, as an individual, you are a hundred percent committed to understanding the why of what's going on and committed to getting better, committed to results. And that's why you have, you know, the results that you do and the work that you're, you're doing now with your journey, when you were going through that, those health crises, did you start to noticeably observe as you were doing the work that you said you're, you're symptom free? Did you start to noticeably observe the, the difference in health? I did. I, I just took ownership, I think, yeah. over, over the journey. And, and just to, to talk about the unconscious mind, one of the ways that I think about it really is using the analogy of a cell phone or technology. Mm-hmm because we are so familiar with that. And so our physical body is is sort of representative, like the hardware, the actual phone itself. And our unconscious mind is like the operating system, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mac OS X or the the windows. And then the apps or the programs that we load are individual, right? And so I might be playing one versus another game. But what we have to recognize is every person, human being is walking through the world with a different set of programs based on their life experiences. But what good is any of that if you don't have the charger, right? We need to have the self-care in place. I talk about the charger as being our breath. Um, And the interesting thing about the breath is the the 90% from the neck down 
is beating our heart and digesting our food and communicating with the rest of our body to assess what we need in any given moment. And that's incredible. It's really, really incredible. And so I lean into that in, in my work. You know, there's an incredible wisdom within us that we can rely on and that we should tune into. So the breath work, the breath, interestingly, is the only bodily function that is both done automatically, but can be controlled. And so the simple act of observing our breath consciously is such a powerful tool in connecting the conscious and unconscious mind and calming us, Mm -hmm. massages Mm -hmm. the vagus nerve and really calms us. And I find that stress is so pivotal in the healing process. And the thing about all of these different crises that I had, the health, they add to your stress. So we get into a health crisis because we're already burnt out, we're already maxed out. And now we have time away from work and we have worry about our family if something happens that all adds additional stress. And if we don't have, that's why I think of myself as a complementary healthcare provider. Obviously, if you're going through something like a hysterectomy or lumpectomy, you have a team of medical professionals who you rely on. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't supplement that that's right. yeah. with some of these whole and, and healing modalities that will address that stress factor. And when you can bring the stress down and manage it, your the, the healing capacity of the body increases, right? You're moving your body out of flight, flight into rest and restore. So, uh, but once I, I released some of these things that were in my unconscious mind, yes, there was this immediate feeling of lightness. I had people recognizing it in mm-hmm. the, the, the look on my face, right? You're not furrowed brow anymore. There's just a sense of, oh, optimism, hope that, you know, the doctors are saying, no, nothing you can do. It's such a, a negative thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think there's always hope. Exactly. And, and I think we're fortunate now in our day and age with respect to technology and access to information that we can explore solutions across the spectrum that will work for us. And more and more people are leaning towards holistic holistic treatments yeah treatments that are kind and good to the body and and to the environment as well absolutely and the medical profession knows this right they Mm -hmm. have to drug companies have to beat the placebo effect and that's not easy to do yeah and that is exactly what i lean into you know the body will create the chemistry you need if the mind instructs exactly the the power of the mind in in the healing process not just with respect to alleviating that emotional aspect of it but then just seeing the benefits from a physical perspective i think dr joe dispenza um yes has done i mean understatement here phenomenal work in that space and and is bringing such tremendous awareness to the power of the mind over body in Mm -hmm. terms of healing so phenomenal work there maybe tell me a little bit more about about your your practice with your clients? What I teach my clients, it's going to be individual, obviously, depending on what health situations people present with. And the first thing is to get their background and and what their medical team has prescribed so that we can work within that framework. You know, sometimes in my case, there was a lot of dietary issues. I was reasonably healthy, but there were some things that were um, triggers to me that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then I had a whole bunch of beliefs around that. So hypnotherapy is a big thing for me because Mm -hmm. uh, when we can access the unconscious mind through a meditation or a prescribed thing, it it just helps to reinforce and get your 
the 90% on board with the task at hand. So that was key for me and is is an aspect that I use with my clients. We do detailed discovery and we we find out and, and basically the tools in the Evolved NLP toolkit are just so incredible that we use through um, muscle testing, behavioral kinesiology, we access information within your own body, within the unconscious mind that helps us pinpoint ages and times where things happened. And then we release it. And and these these are all very specific tools that we use in in the process. It's very different from therapy. I did traditional therapy. There is a, a period of talking about things so we can identify the problems, but then it's very solution based, very solution based. We stay focused on that. We just, you know, really pinpoint and then uh, we support through the tools. All right. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, on the podcast and talk about your, your um, health journey and your, and your practice right now uh, is because I suffered from burnout as, as unfortunately so many have uh, over the last two years in a, in a pandemic and given the number of, of you know, um, unfounded uh, challenges that we've, we've been facing and moving through. Um, in my specific experience, I was most likely burning out for quite some time. I just wasn't aware of it until it was too late. And when it got to the too late point, I couldn't think straight. I couldn't make a decision. I would actually experience panic and anxiety that I have, it's like I experienced maybe when I was in, it's been over 20 years when I, when I was in university, you know, you had an exam or, or whatnot, you were maybe not prepared for, but this was so different. The symptoms I had my, you know, I was speaking with my doctor and I said, oh, I just need to take a few days off. And she said, no, you need weeks off. You have burnout. And mm-hmm. so I went on sick leave. And during the sick leave, I resourced, I, I secured, I had my doctor, of course, I, I hired a therapist. It took me three. <laughs> I went through mm-hmm. three of them because the rapport is, is so important. And um, I hired a coach and Katie, when she was on the, the previous podcast, all of that to say, it took me, I was off for six weeks. That's not enough time. And the third party provider, the third party insurance company uh, for the organization I was part of uh, will call you and in a very harassing manner. So you're already suffering. You've got anxiety, you've got panic, you've got, you know, you don't really know what's going on with you because you're certainly not yourself. That's how I felt. It was frightening for somebody who's, you know, top performer, you know, (laughs) joke that I'm an alpha female, but you know, Top performer, leading a team, leading a function, accustomed to just delivering, you know, high volumes of work, suddenly immobilized. And all of the tools and techniques I had at my disposal with respect to these tools and techniques that we we know, I couldn't utilize because I liken it to being in quicksand. You're in quicksand, you can't help yourself, right? You do need to resource and, and, and get help. The help that I was getting while I was sick was working, but it took a while. And I say sick, certainly wasn't healthy. It took a while for me to then get my brain back online, so to speak. And then I had to go back to work. I wasn't even, I was starting to breathe properly. You talk about breath work. I was starting yeah. to breathe properly. Maybe it took me two weeks to actually be able to breathe properly and to actually sleep yeah. properly. So I was in no shape to go back. And when I did go back, it was a come to Jesus type of conversation, no disrespect uh, to to anyone with the religious affiliation, but it was that kind of impact statement to my, to my manager. Cause uh, of course you don't have to 
disclose medically what's going on, but I needed him to understand conditions that led up to um, what caused me to burn out. But the point around all of that is there are warning signs. I, I, I actually was a guest on, on Katie's podcast um, a few months ago talking about this. That you only need one sign. And, you know, the, the corporations, organizations have well-intentioned well-being programs and resilience training programs. There's a focus on breath work. There's focus on meditation and, and, and just the importance of standing up. For, you know, if you're sitting all day, standing up movement, uh, going for a walk, taking a break, et cetera. Like there, there's great intention. Sadly, it's, it's missed because people are so consumed with the work in front of them and the task in front of them. And a simple act like just knowing how to breathe in a certain manner to help reduce that anxiety and stress uh, can be done immediately on the spot to, um, to offer some relief. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so important yet taken for granted. It's so simple. And I think what happens as well is that we're just not programmed to do it. And yeah. so that's why when I work with people, there's a period of real immersion mm -hmm. in the practice um, and the tapes really, really help. And then your unconscious mind starts to prompt you. I also use anchors. Um, mm -hmm. I, whenever I, my hands hit water, I think about breathing mm -hmm. and, you know, we wash our hands so many times a day. So I've built in these little sort of techniques that, that, um, that help to make it happen. And then once you have a routine of it, it's just repetition, right? We, right. we got into these negative habits by repetition. We have to do repetition to gain structure around the, the new habits, the new positive habits. Absolutely. I love that. So for, for anyone listening right now, that might be in that situation where they're feeling that stress or anxiety, whether it's work or personal, I like the idea of that anchor, actually water, the moment water touches your hands, then it's a, it's a signal. It's a prompt. Any, any practices or, or techniques that you can share right now? Absolutely. I think the, one of the first things that was a real benefit to me was understanding that I have an internal dialogue and that I don't have to pay attention to the negative, yeah. right? That was one of the first, and these are free things, right? Um, but I honestly, for many decades of my life, didn't realize that I had this internal dialogue going on. And once I had gained awareness around it, and I started listening to it, I realized it was, I call her negative Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> and so now whenever negative Nelly comes out, I say, Oh, no, no, no. I, I understand, you know, I might listen to her for a minute. And then I think about it. So that's, that's number one, understand yeah. that you do have a choice in the mm. type of thoughts that you choose. And when you change your thoughts, you will change your life. Absolutely. You will. So, you know, be positive. The second thing I would say is that um, you don't have to think of yourself as meditating. Mm. That can be an intimidating term to many. I'm here to say, um, I want people to explore their breath, to be curious with their breath and to play with it regularly, daily, get to know because this act of conscious breathing is really uh, about quieting the monkey mind and getting to know yourself. When we can strengthen our relationship to ourself and begin to listen to the gut instincts that come up because they do know. So that would be the other thing, you know, don't worry about it being a specific breathing technique. Just simply pay attention, count your breaths, 
Um, I like to add a, a little toe wiggle in there too. Mm -hmm. It really brings you out of your head and into your body all the way down to your feet. It's very grounding. So that is another thing that I would suggest to people. And the third thing I think I would suggest is to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. We invest in so many things and we make sure to take our car in for oil changes and change the furnace filter. Put yourself on that list, right? Right. Stress exists for everyone across the board. When I taught yoga, I used to teach kids as well. Mm -hmm. I, I love kids and I used to teach at a daycare and I did this sort of study. Um, you know, at what age do kids kids register stress. Mm. And I found around five, six years old, if you ask kids, you know what stress their hand will go up. Wow. So it exists for all of us, whether you're in a, in a big career or a stay at home mom, or you're home struggling with a chronic illness, stress exists. So be proactive and treat it as a daily practice or a weekly practice, really make it something that is just a part of your world, because it's, uh, it's important to just take some of that stress off when it builds up, it becomes burnout, or yes. it becomes chronic illness, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, invest in yourself, because you you can change and, and invest in understanding and, and doing a little bit of having curiosity about what's running underneath, because the thing about our unconscious programs is they're outside of our conscious awareness. Right. We don't realize. I like what you said about the negative voice. Just don't call her negative Naomi. <laughs> no, no, sorry. And to any Nellies listening, no, no disrespect. <laughs> That's right. No disrespect. It's just the name I came up, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's like the little devil on one shoulder and the little <laughs> angel, right. From the yeah. cartoons. And that voice in the head. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we just laughed. So laughter is, is, is something that's, that's key as well. And I think there's so many studies out there around um, the health benefits of just that laughter. And again, it's, it's related to, to breath. I, uh, I listen Absolutely. to, I listen to Andrew Huberman, Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast. He's a neuroscientist at Stanford and he uh, did a podcast a while ago about the physiological sigh. And it's essentially a breathing technique that you can use on the spot to reduce stress, reduce anxiety in real time as you're in a situation, whatever that circumstance may be. And it's essentially two inhales and a long exhale. I've done it. I've actually posted about this as well. I, I created a graphic around it and posted it because this is something to your point, call it that people can do at any time. And we do take that breath for, for granted, that breath work for granted, Absolutely. but it's been scientifically proven. And it's with us all the time. Yeah. Our life literally floats on our breath, right? Yeah. It begins with a breath. And when you stop breathing, it's, it's over in this life. So it deserves that respect. Yeah. Yes. And simply extending the exhalation uh, is going to have that calming effect. So it's very, very powerful tool. Yeah. The, the journey that you're on uh, with respect to this work and your, and your health, first of all, you look fantastic. Uh, you've, Thank you've you. received, <laughs> you've received these praises from a number, a number of, uh, of folks. I know uh, we were at a party not too long ago and it's testament to the work that you're doing, the self-care. Yes, it's it's really powerful. And I feel just that, that there is some direction. I used to think that life sort of happened, these illnesses just landed on your lap. And, and certainly, sometimes good things happen to bad things happen to good people. And, you know, but, but sometimes there can be more to it. And it's worth exploring. But the wake up call when it comes to our health, in awareness that something is not quite right in a relationship, or even in a work environment, and yet you, you persevere through it or you ignore the signs. And when it comes to your health and your 
mental, physical, emotional, you know, overall health, it's quite surprising how we do ignore it until it gets to that point where you have to listen to your body. I think there's a, a real societal thing um, that we should carry, you know, we've got to be strong mm-hmm. and put up a brave face and armor up mm-hmm. and, and not show any vulnerability or weakness. But in fact, being vulnerable is incredibly brave and courageous. And, and I think it just is something that we should all really do and, and speak about as well, because if we just do it privately and, you know, I could have just healed myself and said, that's great and continued on, but it felt almost criminal not to share the information Mm -hmm. because I know there are so many people struggling, um, you know, in inflammation, chronic inflammation in the body is something that is causing a lot of arthritis and many different issues. And these are things that, that can be remedied with some, some changes to diet. And if that's really hard because you're addicted to the sugar and those types of things, as I was, then there's tools to work with the unconscious mind to help overcome those. You know, I enjoy my green smoothies. I absolutely <laughs> love them now. And I never thought that day would come where I would say that. Yeah, I, I hate, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit, I don't like to eat a salad, but I will drink one. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so much quicker. Yeah. I mean, if you can't take 10 minutes out of your day to, to just chug a drink when I think of of what people do with alcohol Mm. (laughs) it doesn't taste a shot of tequila is not really good but people do it right Um, so why not take a shot of green juice for the benefit of your health right and it's again all of these practices have scientific evidence behind them to support that yes indeed it does contribute to to good health not just immediately but in the long term as well there's lots of work on for example on on longevity so should you wish to live a long life, live it in a, in a healthy manner? Uh, I always admire uh, senior citizens and how you see them so active and out and about. And, and they've got that, you know, almost love of life, really. Right. Absolutely. And, and one can absolutely say if you were to have and, and there have been studies on, on these, I think they're called they're centenarians. So they live over 100 and yes. their longevity is it's it's about lifestyle and diet and first and foremost a mindset a mindset that allows for that healthy living so notice i didn't say positive mindset because that's essentially what it is but really their focus is on they have a purpose they have a passion they have a reason really for for being and they surround their 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 life with a circle of friends they have, whether they're, they're volunteering or working or whatever it is that they're doing at that age, but they get up in the morning with a specific purpose and, and coupled with that are a number of other um, practices along um, that just a holistic journey of, of staying and remaining healthy and active. I, for one, I want to be that my grandfather lived until he was 91 and he was traveling in his eighties. And um, so I, for one, want to be sprightly and, and energetic as a, a senior citizen, uh, wherever in the world I, I happen to be living at that, at that time in the future. But starting now with these practices is really important. I was sharing with, with a friend the other day that uh, I am especially guarded right now with my energy. Mm. I safeguard my energy having gone through what I did because it's almost like a little bit of PTSD. If I find that I'm having a particularly busy day Mm -hmm. and I starting to feel that stress building up, I, I actually stop. I know now, right. Just stop 
um, I'm going to use this wiggle the toes yeah. uh, tip that you just offered and, and take that breath and do that, that breathing technique to, to yeah. make sure I, I'm taking care of myself and I'm vitalizing myself because it's not a place I ever want to revisit again and wouldn't wish it on anyone. And one of the things that I had shared when I was on uh, Katie's podcast is that it only takes one sign. You only need one sign to know that something's not quite right and don't ignore it. And also, as you start to shift the practices, the body will tell you as well. So the body mm -hmm. will give you signs saying this isn't right. But what I found is when I was on track, I got so much positive encouragement feedback from my body that I couldn't ignore this is the right path. Yeah. I, I, the communication that my body gave me was incredible. And, and I agree that there's a lot of talk, especially on media about with the pharmaceuticals and as you age. But I um, now say to myself, I want my lifespan to match my health span, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to spend the last 10 or 15 years immobile or, or stuff like that. I want to maintain a level of health that um, is vibrant and yes. that I really am truly fully living my life. Yeah. Quality of life. Absolutely. It's really enjoying that quality of life. They can start now. There are a lot of, um, in my circle of friends, I have, I have women friends who are moms, wives, whether they're, they're, they're partnered or they're single and they're busy working moms. And the talk of putting yourself first <laughs> is not something they embrace quite easily. They know it's important and it's, you know, it is a reality. I can't relate. I'm not a mom yet. I say yet because you, you never know what the future holds, but I understand the busyness. I understand the put others first, but really when you, when, so as a, as a, you're a mom, so when you, if you were to, to give advice to, and I'm sure your clients are, are working moms and busy moms as well, but what advice would you give to that, that individual who is so, is in that whirlwind of busyness in their life mm -hmm. to carve out, right? It is a challenge. And I know that I did my yoga teacher training when Nick was born. And certainly in those years where there was Renee was competitive swimming and Nick was playing hockey. It's difficult not to find yourself in the takeout, mm -hmm. uh, you know, drive through and, and all of those things. What I would say is incorporate the breath work with your kids, because you mm -hmm. can never start too early with them. Breath work when your toddler is having a tantrum is awesome, right? If you can get them to breathe, it, it helps them. And then you've got that supportive environment where you're all on the journey together. I would also ask them to reflect on the future and if how comfortable they would feel with their daughter or son being as stressed out as they are in their future. Because we care so much for our kids. We want to prevent them from feeling anything, which is why we put ourselves this way. But the reality is they are going to model what we're modeling to them. Yes, It's not what we tell them. It's what we show them. So I would say just embrace it. You are worth it. They are worth it. And who knows, maybe your hubby will join in too if the whole gang's doing it. But just find, carve out the time, you know, and, and find it because you will notice the benefit. I, I love what you just said. That is uh, so incredibly wise to include, if you have young children, include them in the work and then to project, to think about those older kids. That is incredible. And that is, ex and makes perfect sense. It was the wake up call for yeah. me when I, I, I wanted to just keep pushing through and ignore my ailments because I was important. I needed to take care of these people. And, and then that thought hit me. What am I role modeling to them? 
and will this cause them to to repeat what I'm doing? And and then I thought, no, that's not something I'm willing to do. You need to you need to create a message around that and and post it because yeah. that's brilliant. This, you know, I actually had posted the timeless self-care message about putting on another mask. Yeah. The self-care first. And it's it's a it's a beautiful message. But one of the things I think about is there are conditions, and we're talking, of course, about the mask that drops when you're in the plane. And there are conditions that have to occur that have to be met in order for that mask to drop. You don't want those conditions to be met. You don't want to see that particular mask on a plane when it drops mm-hmm. because you're in trouble, right? So mm-hmm. why, why is it that we allow it to happen in our personal life or work life? We allow those conditions to build. Absolutely. You don't know what you don't know, but yeah. once you know, you can change it. Yeah. And then equip yourself with tools for moving forward so you don't create the conditions for that disease in the body. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So Colette, I know you shared quite a bit today in terms of tips, techniques, et cetera. Do you have a key message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I think it's just those things. Monitor your thought, understand how powerful the breath is and access resources when you need them. There's, it's, it speeds the process up um, and there's no point in, in suffering for a longer period of time than you have. To. Right. Thank you, Colette, for joining me today. Where can listeners find you? I'm on social media. You can find me, search me there, uh, Breathe Easy. I'm also on Instagram at breatheeasy underscore co, or you can find me at my website, which is www.breatheeasyco.org. Wonderful. Thank you, Colette. Thank you for being here today. Thank you very much, Naomi. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was the last episode for the year. I wish you all a safe and happy holiday season and new year. Please take the time to rest and recharge. Follow some of those practices that Colette shared. Stay safe and be well.